gorgeous people and welcome to What Is This Feeling, a podcast where I talk about everything gay, theatre, drag, spirituality and sex. I am Piotr and I am a Pisces and today's episode we're going to talk about being embarrassed and ashamed. Hmm, what makes me embarrassed? Have I embarrassed myself on stage before? What makes you ashamed? Is it the same? And is it embarrassing to talk about sex? You find all of this out in this episode of What Is This Feeling? Mm-hmm. So I merged the two things together, being embarrassed and being ashamed. I feel they're quite similar. So I googled, <laughs> I googled it a bit as well. So I googled the differences. Is. The differences? Is? The differences. I wasn't sure of myself. This whole journey of exploring my own emotions is is literally like going back to school and i wish i i learned this at school to find out what kind of feelings linked to things because most of my feelings were linked to fear and not feeling confident and all those other weird things and there's lots of emotions that i have felt were for example ashamed or embarrassed but i never linked it to being that emotion if that makes sense So being embarrassed, it's like you can talk about it and it could even be funny. Like, oh, I've done this embarrassing thing. Hey, I'm going to tell you guys. But being ashamed is something you might not tell someone or only very close friends. Being ashamed has a bit more of a, um, a deeper layer of this is in a way out of the norm. So I can't really talk about it. And... Being embarrassed is just like, oh, you know, I tripped. But when you are ashamed, it's not as funny as having an embarrassing moment, if that makes sense. So one of the first things I felt embarrassed about was when I was younger, I got bullied because um, I am who I am. And um, I was bullied because of that, because... I wasn't as boy enough for, I think, all the boys. And then, and I was friends with girls. So I think it started for me with make, be made fun of. So be made fun of how I dressed and how I acted and what things I liked. And because other people said that was wrong or that didn't suit for me being a certain person, I became embarrassed of things like I I stopped wearing uh, and this went on for quite a while into my teens of not expressing yourself with wearing certain clothing because I was scared or like embarrassed to wear some things because I knew I was gonna be made fun of or I was gonna get bullied Yeah, so from a young age, I felt embarrassed to, like, express myself, A, physically, vocally, and with clothing. Well, and I didn't talk about it. Like, I had, um, I had a dollhouse with, I had about, like, 12 or 15 Barbie dolls, which I loved, but I would never talk about that in class. I had a couple of girlfriends who I would play with with the Barbies and stuff so they knew but talking about that linking it to the topic is a proper like I was ashamed of that because I would never 
tell any of the boys in my class that. And it's funny because it's it is a created embarrassment. It's not even like I felt embarrassed about it. Absolutely not. I was having fun. I was I love the Spice Girls and I enjoyed being me, I think. But because the outside world was like, no, you don't fit in a norm. And then I was like, okay, there must be something wrong. So I must feel a certain degrading kind of way. Um, that's like a, um, a quite interesting thing about being embarrassed or ashamed. Because if you were alone on this world, if you were literally the only person on this world, would you be embarrassed or ashamed about anything? Literally, think, just think about it. Like, if there was nobody around you, would you feel embarrassed about something? If you would go into little, and there was nobody in this world, so you were just walking around, and you would trip on a tomato, because I heard that's like the, the biggest thing that people um, in supermarkets slip on, tomatoes, tomato, tomatoes, would you feel embarrassed? Because there's nobody around, or would you feel embarrassed because there are people around and people could see you and people could see you in a weird way of how you don't want to present yourself? Hey ho, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I feel when I got in my teens, I, re I remember i didn't i i enjoyed school i really enjoyed school i love learning things and i enjoyed um gym i enjoyed um the the sport class how do you how do you call it in the uk physical physical education as you i think call it here i i really enjoyed it because i like moving my body i love dancing i love you know i like working out some sometimes but the the thing i didn't like about it is you had to change with a lot of people around you from your class. I'm gonna call it gym. I'm gonna call it gym because in the Netherlands you call it gym. This I'm gonna I'm gonna call it uh, gym. Every time we had the gym class, I would wait uh, in front of the change room, literally minutes before um, the teacher came, and the teacher would open the door, and I could go inside and change because because I was not comfortable with how I looked. And I felt I was a bit chubby, and I didn't like that at that time. And I just, I didn't felt comfortable in my own body with people seeing me, because I just wanted to have that part over with, so I didn't have people around me when I was changing. And the same, when the, when the class ended, I would always take a long time to go to the change room, hoping that everybody already left, and then I would change and it w it was a proper something mentally that I was just felt like not comfortable with how I looked and that li literally came from like how I was feeling inside and the same with going back to lockdown you know um when lockdown started the only thing I did was sit down and make banana bread because everybody was doing that and I saw myself getting bigger in the mirror at first I was like oh no and halfway through lockdown I was like why would I feel embarrassed or not feeling sexy with how I look with literally how I look 
it's how I should feel. And that was, it was literally the, the same kind of sense that when I was younger, that I saw my body and then compared or judged it instead of being like, hey, I feel amazing. Why would my brain or my judgment tear myself down because I look at something and judge it? So that was my kind of grown-up self during lockdown being like, hey, don't act like a fool. Just enjoy the body that you're in and feel yourself, you know? And that can just take a bit of time and just takes a bit of practice to be like, I look sexy. I really look good. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back for when I was 14, 13. I had my uh, skater phase where I would dress up in very baggy skater jeans and large jumpers. Maybe because I felt that the the clothing was very neutral. It was still like I tried to express myself in like an arty farty cool way. There were big red and blue jeans and just jumpers and I don't know why I'm telling you this because I wasn't embarrassed about it or ashamed. Yeah, and I'm just gonna throw this question in the air, which is about what is being ashamed? What is being embarrassed? Is it because other people make you feel that way? Because sometimes people say, oh my God, this embarrassing thing happened. And I was like, that's absolutely not embarrassing to me, but it's embarrassing to you. And what is that? What is that? I'm just, I'm just throwing it in the air. Just throwing it. I'm just leaving, <laughs> leaving that with you. So I don't, th- I don't know if it's all about like uh, body issues when I was uh, younger, even though looking back, there was n- again, nothing wrong with me. And I remember I was quite insecure about my feet as well and embarrassed about my feet and ashamed because I I had a lot of uh, athlete's foot when I was younger. And I was, I w- yeah, I was, I was very ashamed of that. I, I, yeah, I didn't like that. And I didn't like people seeing my feet or whatever. I remember one time we were on holiday to Iceland uh, we had a, a we went into a travel group with a guide, and I remember one, and I remember one day, the guide came into one of the cabins that we uh, stayed in for the night, and I covered my feet with a towel. I was on, I was on the bed, and he was just saying like, oh yeah, tonight's dinner is gonna be blah 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 blah, and my parents were like, okay, cool, and I, I buried my feet under a towel like I tried to hide it and he saw that and then he was like what are you doing and I was like I don't know and he was like why are you hiding your feet I was like oh I don't know and I was just in like ashamed that someone like I'm comfortable because I was I was embarrassed about that yeah I remember that was a it was a thing I'm still not really into feet as well so maybe that's that's um (laughs) <laughs> me being older now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and things because um i i don't really know much i don't really know much what's happening in the netherlands uh, because i'm here and uh, i don't watch a lot of news on tv 
but but sometimes when I see like politics stuff uh, from the Netherlands and I see very homophobic things, transphobic things, racist things coming from the Netherlands, it makes me feel very, it makes me feel ashamed of my country. When I hear people say very homophobic stuff and politicians are very racist and wanting to get all the foreigners out of the country. Yes, the Netherlands sounds like a very liberal country, but we've got some very racist people there. And I feel very embarrassed and ashamed. That's a proper shame. Looking to your country from a different, literally a different side and thinking like, oh, we would never do that. Oh, the country where I'm from, we would never say such a thing. But yeah, yeah, that make that makes me quite like um, embarrassed seeing people from my country saying weird things. Let's go to the next segment. My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flushing. What is this show? I think the thing that I learned through theater uh, was getting confident, and. I think with that as well, the, the being embarrassed was not really a thing for me, I feel. And if I would have auditions or if you would uh, perform, if you would do shows, it's very like you're in fight mode. You know, when something happens on stage, you can't take your time and be like, oh my God, that was embarrassing. No, you try to make it work, deal with it. And then afterwards, you might be like, Oh my God, that was bad. Even though I I had a couple of um, things that I was a little bit embarrassed about. We did, um, in my third year of drama school in the Netherlands, we did a showcase. And it was in a small, cool theatre in the Netherlands in Amsterdam called Emlab. And I was looked up to that theatre because they always did very cool, uh, smaller production of big shows. They did, like, Into the Woods, The Wild Party, uh, Spring Awakening, but very in, like, a smaller kind of scale. Just like you've got the Southwark Playhouse in London, which is almost like the off-West End kind of uh, theatre where they do really cool productions. So it was, like, a big thing for me to perform in that uh, theatre. And we did a showcase, which was a ridiculously long showcase, and there were staircases, so there was two staircases on either side of the stage going up to like a platform and there was a whole bit in the middle. So one of my numbers was staged. I would start on the top and I would walk down the right set of stairs, <laughs> down and into the middle. And I sang the song anytime. And I think it was from Elegies. It's a it's such a, it's such a beautiful song. It's about me being a ghost and saying like, anytime you do something, I will be there and I would look over you and I would say to the person who is still on this earth to be like, don't worry, I will always be here. Anytime. <laughs> uh, it's really beautiful. So I really wanted to capture that and, you know, build it up. So I was walking very slowly down the staircase and it's not that it was just five or six steps. No, it was a proper 20 step staircase down and I didn't want it to look down because I thought it was more beautiful <laughs> and cooler 
to look out into the audience while walking down the staircase, and it went great. I was walking down, la 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 la, la walking down anytime, la 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 la, and then I thought, I'm at the bottom, which I was. Because there was one step, and I did that step, and the next step should be me touching the floor. But I don't know if that step was a bit bigger or a bit smaller. But the heel of my foot hit that step again, so I almost slipped a bit, and then my foot touched the floor, and I stood on the floor, which was fine, and everything would have been cool. But while I was singing, in the middle of the sentence and the middle of my slip up. I did this, Woo! and when I did, Woo! the whole theater burst out laughing in this very emotional, cute song about me being a ghost and looking after the person who's cared for me, who loves me, and the whole theater is literally like laughing because I did. Woo! I was like, I, I was literally breaking down. I was literally like thinking, oh, how can I build this up? There's another like two songs after this in this segment that's about dead people. So I really want to capture the moment. I really want to keep up this energy and stuff. And I will try to <laughs> pick it up.、Um, so when that happens, I was like, <coughs> but afterwards, I talked to a couple of people, and I was like, you know, I didn't make people cry with this song, but I definitely made people laugh. So that was nice. Another thing that I、uh, felt embarrassed、um, was I did a I did a tour in、uh, Germany called Best of Musicals, and it was a show about the best of musicals where we sang a lot of beautiful songs, and one of them was、uh, Tonight from the West Side Story. And the girl who played Maria was already on stage singing la 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 la, and then I would come on,、uh, you da da, you're the only one I know da da da, and it was literally the first song I sang in the show. And I was, I was just, I always had to focus on it. Let's say it like that. I always had to focus, and I would sing, "Always you, every thought I ever know, everywhere I go, you'll be." <laughs> and that B was、um, a little bit tricky sometimes. And that particular show, I fully cracked on the B. I fully went B, and in. Instead of singing it, I just I shut I shut down. So I proper did B, and the note is about I don't know eight counts or something. And when she started singing, I was supposed to look back, and then walk towards her. So I had a whole set of eight counts where I was just acting it out to the audience, just messed up the note, trying not to laugh because I was like. It was so stupid, and I felt so embarrassed. All you know, and then I would walk to her, and、um, most of the song we were like together and looking into each other's eyes, and I could see her crack up as well, and we just tried to get through that song. And during the song, I was like, "Oh my god, the guys backstage are like making fun of me right now." So when I went, you know, and I think the thing is, when you do something weird, you try to. Own it back to you, you know. So when I went backstage, it was like I was trying to make like the funniest joke about it, instead of someone else being like, "Ha ha, you did that." But that was that was quite a big one, yeah.
you know, doing theater, I if, if somebody falls or slips or makes a mishap or like a thing, most of the time when you are watching it, you just want to support that person because everybody's doing the best they can and everybody's working so hard. So people can be like, oh my God, that was embarrassing. But, you know, I feel at the end of the day, things just happen, you know? Oh, mama, it's drag. Oh, Embarrassing moments with drag. Cool. One slip up I remembered was the first time I performed alone in drag was at the Glory at the Lip Sync Thousand. In the previous podcast, I said I talked about it before and I said that there were 14 queens there that night and I was performing as the 14th queen. It was such a long night. But the, the 13th queen, the person before me, they did a great act where they had some sort of cake or cream on stage. So when I was ready backstage, that queen walked off and said like, hey, just to let you know, I made a mess on stage. Stage right at the front, there's cream and some cake still left. So uh, don't slip. Thank you. So I walk on stage. I see the kind of area where it is, but in my preparation for the song, I wanted to move across the stage a bit and I wanted to go walk to the right sometimes as well. So at one point I did and I slipped and my heel fell off. It could be part of the act because uh, the whole the whole thing behind my scene thingy behind my number was that I was breaking down before taking the potion from Death Becomes Her and becoming immortal. But in a moment when I was breaking down, I slipped and my heel fell off and I stood with my tights in the whipped cream. Mm. And then I put my heel back on again. Mm. Yeah, that felt a bit embarrassed because... You, I wanted to present myself as, like, a cool drag queen that, you know, and you, I think when you wear heels that are high, you don't want to slip and you don't want to fall down. But yeah, I did. I slipped over some whipped cream, stood on it and put my heel back on again. A little, Just a little bit embarrassing. Just a little bit embarrassing. Like I said, with performing as well, the, the whole thing about being embarrassed is, is a little bit out of the window. Um, except for when we talk about a reality TV show. So uh, the one of the embarrassing things I think about Drag Race, and we look at the current season of Drag Race, I feel embarrassed for someone. That's when somebody talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. When they say, I can do this, I am this, I look amazing, and I'm the best of this. And then they don't show any footage of it. The queen is like sitting in the the interview chair like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm going to win this and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then during the whole episode, you see nothing of that. And I I feel embarrassed then. I feel embarrassed of like, and I get a bit annoyed by it as well. That I'm like, well, don't talk about it. Show it. Show me what you can do. Don't talk about it. Everybody can say that. Everybody can say that they can do everything. And that's why I, that's why I feel getting a bit embarrassed about it. Maybe even ashamed about it as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think I've, I've been quite privileged in the time that we are living now and the time that I started doing drag. 
was that I didn't feel embarrassed sharing it or putting it out there. I don't feel I uh, was aware of how drag in, in the past was viewed and how it, it, it now it is cool and, and great and amazing. But I, I hear so many stories of people, even from the early 2000s and early 2010s, that they felt it was hard to tell people they were doing drag. It was just seen differently. Um, so I, I'm very happy that I was never embarrassed of telling people that I did it. Because I feel we're quite lucky in this time where that kind of bull is like out of the window. Like we don't need all that energy to even be ashamed of who we are and what we do. I think we have, have passed that now. Welcome to the Zen Garden. So clinging a little bit, uh, what I said before, I remembered being a bit ashamed of, of telling people about more spiritual things or like uh, uh, that I've done some energy workshops and stuff. And I have felt it was like, okay, I need a kind of a time and place for when a conversation leads to it that I'm like, oh, I do this or I do that. So I did pick kind of the the times where I could, I felt more comfortable in talking about it. Yeah, and I think the whole thing comes back again to my childhood when I was like, oh, I'm saying this because I feel great about it. And then being knocked down by the people around me that you do build up a kind of a wall sometimes with the things that you like or the things that you do for them not getting hurt and then developing this kind of shame or embarrassing around it. Oh, that's very well said, Peter. Um, yeah. So with, with spirituality, I, there's, there's absolutely no shame and absolutely no embarrassment in spirituality and in, um, in energies. It's only a thing when you talk about it and other people have judgments about it and then you reflect that on yourself. I feel, I think if we talk about kind of mental health things, the whole thing about talking about emotions and about feelings, I have been, I have been ashamed about it. Yeah, I think, I think embarrassing has to do with that as well, because I have a lot of people around me and you see on television, whatever, uh, so many people who very openly and very loudly and very quickly can show their emotions and talk about their emotions. And I, I did have felt sometimes embarrassed when I was like, why can't I just say that I am pissed off? Or why can't I just say that I feel a certain kind of emotional way about something? And I could, I couldn't just express it. And it had a lot to do with other different things like fear. I have felt embarrassed about being in situations where I was like, oh, I wish I could have just said what I thought, but I just was the quiet, quiet person. It's about breaking those kind of molds or breaking out of your comfort zone because me talking about it now feels a bit weird as well. And I feel it's about growing out of those comfort zones and growing out of the embarrassment or growing out of the shame. Because like I said in the beginning, 
if you were literally alone on this earth, you wouldn't be ashamed of anything. So it's literally what your mind is, what other people think. Embarrassing things during sex. Is it gonna get juicy? I don't know. Yeah, so the biggest thing when you you make a bigger deal out of it than it is and you you're making a bigger deal out of it what other people would think as well you can be embarrassed about you know the amount of people that you slept with if that is not a lot or a lot or the kind of sexual positions you like the kinks that you're into you can be embarrassed about that you can be ashamed about that and i think it's about talking about it that gets that shame and embarrassment out of it but to um make it not boring when gay people have sex and they do anal it can happen that something else alongside the dick can come out from your ass it can happen it can happen to everybody because that's just how life goes and i feel you just need to feel comfortable with someone else wiping your ass you know so the same with the whole drag and gay thing. I think, uh, especially now with social media and about different clubs and parties, I think the whole kind of fetish and kink scene has been uh, absolutely more visible. And for example, I, I haven't been there, but there is a, a party called Rose. And when I see pictures, it's just, it's it's like people in harnesses and stuff so i don't want to link that to the the leather community but i do feel that a lot of those things are more normalized now uh, and a bit more like made popular <laughs> than maybe years ago where it was quite like a bit more hidden whereas now it's like hey this is cool we can wear this we can do this and i feel that there's less um shame in expressing yourself and uh, showing yourself. And I remember there was a lot of bottom shaming around when I was younger. You get shamed when you are a bottom uh, compared to a top. I remember that was quite a thing. And I remember being in the Netherlands that I remembered saying I was more verse because it was almost like kind of a safe space to be in. Instead of being like, oh, you know what? I would like to bottom more. So I would do that. And it was almost like hard to say because of that bottom shaming. You know, it's easier to talk down and to shame other people than actually to be like, hey, I tried this. I enjoyed this. Or hey, I tried it and I didn't enjoy it. But don't blame or embarrass other people for something that you don't like. And I have less shame of talking about sex and talking about sex openly on this for example there are podcasts where they talk more openly about sex and i think it's very inspirational and it really helps your mental health because it's a big part of a, a physical thing that you do you know you get taught a lot in school but you i didn't got taught how to be social how to come up for myself how to talk about certain subjects. That's literally how you 
what you discover yourself and what you need. And um, one of those topics is to talk about sex and normalize that. I have felt sometimes that it was like a big step to talk about something like sex because you don't know how some person will react. And I think, and I think that's like a hard thing to do and a bold thing to do, but I think it's the right thing to do. Maybe not at work, but in a private setting, I think you should. And I think it would make uh, things less embarrassing. So yeah, there's nothing embarrassing about sex. You shouldn't be ashamed about your body or someone else's body. And yeah, let's pull a card. <laughs> and I'm using the same deck as before. And the card is... Yes! Yes. Oh, it's gonna get fun. Everything is light and yellow, guys. Everything is light and yellow. Yes, have fun. Literally have fun this week. It's a very easy, very easy message, I think. It's a very easy message this week. It's gonna be a yes. <laughs> it's gonna be a yes, have fun. It is. Yeah. So, lovely people, thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions for me, please message me or send me a voice note on What Is This Feeling podcast on Instagram. And again, thank you so much for listening. Be open to your feelings. Your feelings are valid. You are valid. Have an amazing week.